Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, welcome to Parenting the Adlerian Way. I'm your host, Adlerian family counselor and parenting expert, Allison Schaefer. Each week, I answer your burning parenting questions to help reduce the stress of parenting one tip at a time. We'll explore Adlerian psychology together and learn methods of child guidance for raising a happy, confident, capable, resilient child. Hi, it's Allison, and welcome back to the podcast. For this episode, we are going to Q&A. If you have a question that you'd like answered, please look at the show notes where I have my email address, allison at allisonshafer.com, and you can submit your question there too or through any of my social media outlets. Today, we have two questions. So the first one is, hi, Allison, I have a question for your podcast. My daughter is nannying and the twins are two and a half years old. They are potty trained and only use their pull-ups at naps and bedtime. But here's your question. She takes the girls to the park every day from 10 to 12. Due to COVID, the bathrooms are closed. The little ones have taken to just pulling down their pants and squatting in the park and peeing. The park is a 15-minute walk back to the house. My daughter wants to know if this is weird and wants to be sure she's handling it in the right way. Due to the bathrooms being closed, she understands that they can't hold it. My daughter has started carrying their potty to the park with her and allowing them to use the potty outdoors. What are your thoughts on this? How do you handle when they have to pee and they are outdoors? So, <laughs> great question. My answer to this is um, that she's doing a great job. I, I have no trouble with this. That not it interesting, though, the gender difference, that when we have boys, we seem to have no problem to teach boys that you just go behind a bush and you pee, and, um, and how to use both discretion, and, um, and yet with girls, okay, A, it's more complicated because squatting is a whole lot harder for girls. My daughters and I um, always camped when we were, when they were little and growing up, and teaching a girl how to pull her pants down and how to hike up the pant and the underwear so that you pee under it and it doesn't run on your feet and doesn't arc into your underwear. It's a science, people. It's a science. But we need to teach our girls how to do it. And to your point, 
if you're out in public and you can't get somewhere and you need to be able to what we called hashtag pop a squat, there are some skills training involved. So yeah, she can take the potty. I, I think that's fine. But I think it's also just to be able to learn that skill is probably a life skill. And then the other thing is privacy. You know, um, certainly even when I've done running and you have to change out of your sweaty running stuff at the finish line and, you know, the porta potties and the bathrooms, there's no there's nowhere to change. So learning how to like have your friends hold up some towels so that you can like strip out of your clothes and maybe pee, whatever you do. Um, there's actually very interesting little beach towel-y type things that you can wear that allow you to kind of change and have privacy if you want to invest in that. But yes, I think we need to be private, but it's fine. So if she wants to take the potty, that's that's okay. Um, but I, I'm also totally fine to get some privacy and just pee on the grass. Now, if they want to have a bowel movement, that's a little different. I would say take some pull-ups and have them go in the pull-up. I think that's more sanitary, easier to clean up, um, just easier all around from a cleanup privacy point of view. Uh, but um, great question and thank you. And these are the little these are the details of of you know that we need to be talking about. So thank you for that question. If you are a parent of a child age 9 to 19, I want to let you know about an upcoming webinar that's happening Tuesday, May 18th from 7 to 10 p.m. called Parenting Strategies for Teens and Tweens, and we'll be focusing specifically on issues that come up during our pandemic. If you can't make that time, not to worry. If you register, you still can have an opportunity for a copy of the recording. We're going to talk about developmental changes, switching up our parenting styles, communication and problem solving to help us stay out of power struggles, high-risk behaviors, social media, and anything else you bring to the class. Looking forward to seeing you there. Next one is, um, in your answer to the question about the swear jar in your May parenting newsletter, so I'll just pause there for a second, people. If you haven't signed up for my e-newsletter, please go to my website at alisonshafer.com, and you will see that at the bottom of every page that you land on, there is an opportunity to sign up for my e-newsletter, and I also do a hashtag Ask Allison and other information in that newsletter that comes out every month. So I was answering the question, hashtag Ask Allison in May, about how I felt about swear jars. So you can go back and read that full answer. But um, to finish this question here, um, in your answer to the question about the swear jar in your May parenting newsletter, you wrote, quote, work to improve matters in the relationship with the child that is swearing. Because when the relationship is strong and healthy, we don't have a desire to attack the other person viciously with our words. The swearing is the symptom, not the problem. End of hashtag. So I wrote that as part of the advice. So she says, Allison, I was wondering if you could expand on this idea and offer some ideas about how to improve a broken relationship. If you can frame your answer in the context of our current circumstances of the pandemic and stay-at-home order, that would be appreciated. My personal situation is further complicated by a health issue. I cannot currently do any physical activity. Although the city allows people to go outside for exercise, I don't have a lot of energy. So I'm also afraid that anything I've come up with requires more energy than I have. Do you have any simple ideas that will have a big impact? Thanks in advance. I really appreciate your Facebook live chats and all your advice. Well, thank you for all of that. Um, first of all, I am very sorry that you are not doing well with whatever health conditions are causing you to have an energy problem, and I hope you're looking after that. And yes, obviously, when we are incapacitated with a health issue, it does make greater challenges with maintaining the energy that's required for relationships. And with our stay-at-home order in terms of the pandemic, 
it's been problematic for people because we're not supposed to be trapped inside with the same people. We're supposed to have variety. We're supposed to have buffers. We're supposed to have other big key people in our lives. And so we're not taxed constantly in the the, the nuclear family where um, – you know, we get into the nitty gritty of life and did you clean your room and did you do your homework and did you whatever and uh, uh, uh. Um, we need space. We need space and we need variety. We need to get away from those um, attachment people. We need to know that we're independent and, uh, you know, all those good things. And that's been compromised, you know, the, the it's been compromised with the pandemic. So, you know, finding ways for you guys to have both walls and windows places, boundaries where you can have privacy at home, windows where you can connect. And it sounds like, you know, as you describe it, how do you improve a broken relationship? So one thing is if it's truly, truly broken and you can't manage stuff on your own, again, as a therapist, that's kind of what I do. This is my work. So if you need professional assistance with this, reach out. Don't let it continue to fester. And I think that's sort of the metaphor that I usually start with, which is if a relationship parent-child, husband and wife, wife-wife, husband-husband, work-employee. When relationships are broken, we have to go back and look at where are the hurts? Where where are the transgressions that people were um, misunderstood, felt alienated? Where did things go off the rails? And so we have to kind of start by healing the hurts and um, kind of removing the plaque from the teeth before they rot, if it's not fully broken. Um, every relationship needs us to, to clean house, you know. And um, the probably the biggest skill there is is listening. And listening is a skill that we're not very good at in general, uh, and we seem to be especially bad at it with our children. So we have to think about listening at different levels. One of the ways that we listen to our kids is when we listen, but we have an agenda. We're listening with the idea of like, we want them to understand what we're saying. You know, they're talking, but we're like, no, you are going to understand that this is disrespect and I'm not going to take it. Or, you know, you need to clean the house and I need you to get my point. And we're, we're, we're not, we call it listening. We're in a conversation, but no, we are listening with an agenda to have our kid get what we're saying. That's one level of listening, not good for a relationship. And the next one is, you know, we'll listen. It'll be a little bit more of a dialogue, but we're only listening through our perspective. The whole time our kid is trying to say, like, well, mom, like, you know, you're in my face about school and you, you make me feel bad about my marks and I'm trying, but online schooling is like super hard and you just don't get it. You don't understand how hard it is for me. And we're listening, but we're only listening through the lens of our experience. So we're still sitting there basically trying to compose our response. Well, when I was a kid and I had to do things that were hard and, you know, if you just sat still and we're, we're more defending a position and we're only saying it through through the lens of our life, through the lens of our experience, and we're not fully doing the next level of listening, third level deep listening, which is going into a conversation completely open-minded, going into a conversation where you're saying like, I want to get to know you. I want to understand what it would be like to be you in this life, in your world, through your experiences. Tell me about that. And to be so curious and so interested in that with with dropping your lens. You know, you've never been you've never been in grade school in a pandemic doing online learning. You know, you've never been your this kid and that family with this sibling or that parent, whatever, in 2021. 
So it's about, you know, think about yourself being like an investigator or like somebody who's doing research for like a fictional novel or something and just be like really okay and curious about what, what it's, what's this like for you? Like, tell me, I'm interested. And so when you're listening with that kind of capacity, first of all, kids know it. They can feel it. Um, and then it's not just sitting there quietly. It's also saying back to them ways that you reflect paraphrasing, picking up on emotional words, you know, um, wow. So it sounds like for you, the part that's so discouraging is like you feel like the the year's been wasted, that, you know, that everyone else is getting ahead and you can't and that, that what you've been asked to do is is unreasonable and, you know, you're used to being successful and this is like one of the first times you've really like not been successful at school and, uh, you know, whatever it might be. But when we when we say it back, when we paraphrase, uh, when we tag those emotional words, that's when a kid starts to feel like, okay, like you get it, like you get me. And when you feel felt by your parent and and it, and the way that you're sharing it back is non-judgmental, caring concern, that's really a deep connecting piece, a really deep connecting piece. So I would say practice your listening skills. That shouldn't take a lot of energy. But to your point, yes, we, we do want to have shared experiences too. But shared experiences can be anything. They don't have to be outside riding a bike or kicking a ball around. If right now things are a bit contentious and you're still working to kind of heal a relationship, you might just, shared experience would be, first of all, maybe something like watching a movie because it's kind of passive, but you're doing it at the same time. You're, you know, even listening to the same music, you're both enjoying something. You're both consuming passively something. But then it gives you something to like discuss. I would say pick what the child wants. Watch the movies they want to watch. Um, listen to the music they want to listen to. Play the video games they want to play. Meet them where they're at, what, what's interesting to them. And then have this sort of shared experience. And, uh, and you know, then you can discuss the experience. Oh, that's so cool. And, you know, that, I, I'm really glad you showed me that. And what did you think about that movie? Tell me what you thought about it. I'm Again, I'm curious about you. I'm not trying to push my opinion and what I thought about it, I want to get to know you better. So I think those shared experiences can be something that doesn't have to be super energetic if it's that kind of consumption. And then I would say showing um, any kind of caring, you know them best. There's a great little app or, um, or online little quiz called Love Languages that talk about how people receive love and we have different love languages. So it might be kind of fun for you both to go online and look at your love languages and say, oh, look, you, you're, the way you receive love is through acts of service, and I receive love through time and attention. And then think about how you could be caring and speaking to them in their love language would you know be a great little way as well. And then I also think just respect, respect, respect. When kids feel respected, then you've got a great foundation. And so where we tend to fall off on the respect part of our relationships with children is usually in our discipline that, you know, when, when they're behaving, we tend to be respectful with them. But when they're misbehaving, we can very quickly go to rolling our eyeballs, nagging, reminding, um, being punitive, yelling, and all of those things drain all these deposits you've been making into the, into the relationship. So think about um, how you can replace any punitive type corrections with non-punitive. And you can, you can still be an absolutely effective disciplinarian. I'm not saying throw discipline out. Kids need it. They need that. They need strong leadership. They need um, rules, limits, boundaries, all of containment, all of that. But to do it in a way that is positive, respectful. So 
taking a parenting class, reading a book. Um, there's all kinds of Adlerian parenting um, information around tools and techniques around that that you can check into. So I hope, you know, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Um, you know, it's... Um, it's a commitment to saying I'm not giving up on this relationship and that I'm invested in this relationship. And, you know, when your kids see that you're putting in an effort and, you know, working towards positive change, just remember kids, you know, they 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 might hold grudges. They might have a chip on their shoulder. And this is where sometimes if it's embedded in their belief system and their private logic, we can work a little bit more directly as trained professionals. But I think um, when we see our kids giving us disrespect or being mean to us, we have to remember that that does come from a place of hurt. And we have to own up that part where maybe intentionally or not, something has happened that we can take ownership for that didn't work out for them and um, and say, you know, talk to me, tell me where I've, where, where, how it's been for you. And uh, they do, they do want your love. They do want your connection and, um, and hold, hold faith and trust in that and that everything is, everything is healable. <laughs> so a short one this week, but please continue to send me your questions. Hashtag ask Allison at allisonschafer.com or through any of my um, social media handles. You can get all of those off my website, allison at allisonschafer.com. And um, we will talk with you later. As you know, it takes a village to make a podcast, so thanks to my team, including Max Cotter, my editor and technician, as well as the crew at H2O Digital. This podcast was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We acknowledge the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.